Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, December the 3rd, 2012. This is episode number 128 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Joey White, and our Paladino Joey. Thank you again, Dylan Richards, and who introduced me at the beginning of the introduction there. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Richardson is the executive producer of thesportstuff.com. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always, and I mean always, for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be on board once again today, despite the fact it wasn't, uh, yeah, well, yeah, the team looked good, actually, except for one guy. One bleeping guy. And we all know who it is, don't we? Yeah, Adrian Peterson just sucked. Okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> You know, it's kind of fitting that the uh, uh, episode number is 128, as in like number 128, baby. Yes, sir, because he's number one, and um, that is for damn sure. Adrian Peterson is unbleeping believable. I mean, I cannot even put into words what an amazing comeback he has had from that ACL injury. Who would have thunk that he'd have almost 1,500 stinking yards already? It's just like, oh my god. But what a shame if it all just goes to waste because of one horrible quarterback and stubborn coaches, like Paul Charchian said. Pig-headed, stubborn coaches that need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk briefly about a video that, uh, well, it's uh, during that post-game show that I unfortunately did not see because I was listening to Fanline and instead. I actually regret that. I was missing that show. It was awesome, but the... Uh, about a four-minute clip where Paul Charchian says he's pissed. Yeah, we're going to get to that a little bit later. It's pretty awesome, actually. Paul Charchian blowing up. Uh, yeah, get to that in a little bit. Um, in, in slightly more detail. But yeah, we all know what happened yesterday. Well, not everybody. <clears throat> Minnesota. Yes, sir. Go heading to Green Bay. Does not win. Of course, we'll get to that shortly. Um, also, just let, let the letting the listeners know the that on Android phones, Android devices, uh, there's an application called Double Twist, which is basically mirrors iTunes. So it's basically iTunes on Android. So everything that's on iTunes is on Android. So yeah, you can download Purple Mafia and Timberwolves Explosion and or even Brave the Wild, <laughs> which are the three shows I do. Timberwolves Explosion more uh, prominent right now. Obviously, Brave the Wild has not been recorded since July because there's been absolutely zero hockey and, yeah, I record Timberwolves Explosion a lot more frequently than that show anyway. And, of course, this one. <laughs> Double twist. Yeah. That's how... So if you're wondering if you don't have an iPod, but you do have an Android device of some sort, there it is. 
bada bing, bada boom, you can listen to it on your Android phone. Isn't that cool? And no, I'm not getting paid to say that. It's just, hey, <laughs> the more listeners, the merrier, right? So if you, you might want to let listeners know how you can listen to the show if they don't want to sit in front of the computer, because that's a complaint I often get from just random people. I'm not going to just sit in front of the computer. Well, no one said you had to. Anyhow. <laughs> yep. Purple Mafia episode 128. Anybody but ponder. It took me a little while to think of what the title of this show would be. Sometimes I don't even decide what it's going to be until, like, almost the end of the show. But, hey, I could kind of pop into my head just now, tonight, just to, just before I started recording. Yeah. And I asked tonight. So, yeah, I'm always recording Burning the Midnight Oil. Yeah. But I figured that out by now, uh, you know. <laughs> my dream situation would be stock trader by day, radio host by night. Well, the radio host by night's already going. But, yeah. Enough of that rambling. Um, Purple Mafia also has a Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, and of course at Purple Mafia Show for the Twitter. Those are two ways to interact with me and be on the show, basically. <laughs> but there's also one other way. Yes, there is. And that is, of course, to call into the phone line, 209 736 7877, 209 736 7 eight seven seven it is a voicemail do treat it as such mention which show you're calling into which is of course promo mafia or you could say joey i guess which seems to be the most common thing going on lately uh there's one call today it's uh malcolm from california uh who is of course a poster in the facebook page as well thank you always malcolm any uh, tweets as well um anthony from uh no it's not anthony from la it's anthony uh who's uh, the son of uh, Mark Carlson, at Antonio Fett. For so, he, he mentioned that he wanted to call in, and he asked for the phone number. For some reason, now, see, the only call I got was Malcolm's, and Dylan sent it yesterday, and I don't know, I, I, I don't know if Anthony called or not, but Dylan didn't get to me for some reason. I don't know if he was busy at work or something, so I do apologize if you did, if the call did get through, Anthony. Uh, that show will be played on the next show, though, I promise. Or that call will be played on the next show. I promise. So, usually Dylan is good about getting them to me before recording, like, all the calls, like, as late as, like, 9 o'clock Monday night or something. But, um, I don't know, maybe he went, maybe he just couldn't tonight, and I apologize for that, Anthony, if you did call in. I guess we'll find out soon. So, Yeah. It, it, it won't be a big problem, though. This is just, like, happened maybe once in a million years, so it's not a common problem. I do apologize. Um, it's just one of those things. So, yeah, no, I'm not mad at you, Dylan. <laughs> of course not. I understand if maybe I didn't remind you soon enough, so I apologize for that as well to both of you. And, of course, uh, so with no further ado, though, let's get to Malcolm and his call right now. Hey, Joey, this is Malcolm. I just gotta say, obviously people are gonna be calling whether thing we can ponder is what it coulda shoulda. Shoulda beat the Packers if you watch the game if he doesn't turn the ball over in the red zone. The last thing you wanna do. Then AP has a humongous game and our defensive line jumps offside way too much. 
but should have beat the Packers. Bears lost. We'd be one game out. Very, very disappointed. What else? Not much. Except everybody pretty much played good except for our quarterback, and that's not good. All right. Later, Billy. And I thank you for that call in, Malcolm. Yes, sir. Thank you very, very much for that. Very uh, well thought out. Very uh, strong call. Yes, sir. It is a... uh, Yeah, I mean, you're the voice of the fans there, Malcolm. Uh, Absolutely. That is, like, going to be the common thread of the show. I mean, the team played pretty darn good in general, so it's basically anybody but Ponder. And that's a lot of what Malcolm said right there in that call. That was, yeah, good stuff. About a minute call there. (laughs) Cool, cool call in. And, um... I mean, you you hit on it, <laughs> oh, and we're going to talk about a lot how it just seems like the quarterback history, the team just we just seem to screw up time and time again at the quarterback position. Other than a one year wonder with Brett Favre, and no, Brett Favre was not a one year wonder in the league, but at that point in his career, it was like a one year wonder. Just one really good year. He was kind of like a Sam Cassell late in his career. You pick up Sam Cassell in the NBA. He is really good that first year, and the next year it's like, yeah, okay, can we get rid of him now? <laughs> so yeah, outside of 2009, we've not really had good quarterback play on this team. Hardly at all with a few sporadic uh, spurts here and there. One-year deal, Randall Cunningham blows up in 98, sucks hardcore in 99. Jeff George really good in 99, Vikings get rid of him. Call Pippert blows up in 2000, sucks in 2001, sucks in 2002. Starts to pick it up again in 2003. Blows up in 2004. Horribly sucks in 2005 and gets hurt. And then it's just, ever since that year, ever since 2005, there has been absolutely nothing at quarterback outside of Brett Favre's one good year in 2009. Gus Farratt was okay in 2008 at times. Uh, Tavares Jackson makes you pretty much want to kill yourself. Tavares, uh, Tavares Ponder, uh, I mean Christian Jackson, I mean, yeah, you get the idea. Basically wants, makes you want to kill yourself. And funny that he's wearing the same number as well. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you don't want to compare quarterbacks to anybody, but it's just at the same time. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to compare him to anybody because one way or another, right now he looks like a guy that's not a starting quarterback in this league. Should be sat down. Um, and just seeing people, some people on Twitter are saying, oh, it's way too early to give up on Ponder. I saw somebody talking to uh, AP guy uh, Krasinski on the on, on Twitter. Krasinski, you know, from Yahoo Sports. John Krasinski saying it's way too early to give up on Ponder. Well, Krasinski didn't say to give up on Ponder. He said it's time to sit him down for a little while. So who said we're giving up on Ponder if you sit him down? That's uh, illogical. He needs to sit down. Uh, it, what about Christian Ponder since, was it like, uh, the week in Detroit pretty much, tells you that this guy should be playing right now. I mean, it's like having a really, like, say, a pitcher. A pitcher, and I know it's a different sport, but so what? So freaking what? It's easy to compare the two in, in, a, in a lot of ways. The pitcher might be some of your highly touting. He did good for a little while, and then, bam, he's getting rocked every single time he pitches. Eventually, you send him down to AAA, right? Or sit, or just take him out of the rotation, you know? Make him a, put him in the bullpen or something, and maybe eventually he's back at it again, and he's, he's, he's back to being that good player again. Hopefully. That's the hope. That's what they need to do Christian Ponder. He needs to be sat down. 
Um, Joe Webb, long-term solution at the quarterback position? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. A lot of people might want you to believe that. A lot of other people do not. Uh, uh, Joe Webb is talented, and he wins football games. He does it ugly. He's kind of our version of Tim Tebow. Uh-oh, there I go comparing quarterbacks again. But no, yeah, he's our he's our version of Tim Tebow, the athletic guy who looks ugly but wins. It's just like, oh, we won. Wow, cool. Or almost wins, like that stupid Detroit game last year in 2011. But, um, yeah. Tristan Potter needs to sit. Why he's not sitting down, I have no freaking clue. Uh, in any ounce of confidence... Left in the son of a gun <laughs> could be completely burned out if you leave him out there to get his ass kicked every stinking week. <laughs> you know that's where I, you know that's that's where I stand about Christian Ponder at this point in time, and we'll talk more and more about him as we move on, probably into the Facebook page, Twitter, and game review, and eventually we're going to preview the Bears game again, which I kind of think is going to be a fun game actually. In fact, every time Chicago comes to the Metrodome, it's a lot of fun, honestly. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we'll slowly slide into the Facebook and Twitter. Start with the Facebook as we can. It's going to be uh, fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Or we're going to try. Uh, but yeah, Malcolm is from Oakview, California. So again, thank you very much, Malcolm. Who? Yep. It's very cool to know that we have people outside of Minnesota listening to this show all over the place. People that could be Raiders fans, Giants fans. Cowboys fans, Packer fans, they could be, but they're not. And I think that's pretty cool that they choose not to be. Like, I love it very, very much. <laughs> How could you not love it very, very much, you know? But uh, very nice, strong responses by people this week. Lots of interaction going on on the Facebook uh, page. Uh, first and foremost, we start out with Percy Harvin being out again, as I mentioned. That's kind of got a little conversation going Todd Vander May with his first post on the page. He's a new member, so welcome aboard, Todd. Thank you very much. He simply says, that hurts. Brent Jacobson jumping in saying, I hope I'm wrong on this. So our chances of winning tomorrow, and yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, of course. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to win the game, but the boy, the effort was unbelievable, and we almost doggone did win, and we probably should have. Justin Day saying, no real surprise. Last time we needed to getting worse. With uh, And I'm with you, Brent. Didn't like them with Percy. Hope we are wrong. Dan Taylor saying the Packers game is probably not worth watching at this point. Ouch. Oh, man, Dan. Woo. Started to sound like Sebastian Balls there. <laughs> you know, incidentally, where the heck was Sebastian this week? I hope you're not mad at me, Sebastian. Maybe you're busy or you were just like, screw this. You had no confidence in the team and don't blame you. Hope you're still listening and I'm guessing you are. But Dave Hickey jumping in saying, that sucks, we need him bad. I guess we will have to run all day, Adrian, all day. That was cool how he said that, because Ponder sure ain't going to beat anybody. Whatever happened to the coaches saying that Joe Webb is just too good of an athlete to sit on the bench? Is there a creative idea on our coaching staff? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, Dave, <laughs> how accurate can you be there? You know, that is inc- that's awesome. Wow, that <laughs> that's pretty damn. That's 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 a that's an awesome statement there, uh, Dave. Yeah, um, there is no creativity on this coaching staff at all. Uh, I had a little conversation with a very close friend of mine, of course, Paul Caniff, also known as Tuniverse, like a nickname, like my nickname is Paladino. Uh, 
and Marcus is the forecaster. Yep. Though, yeah, we'll talk about uh, that's some. Marcus, the forecaster, won't be on the next Timberwolves Explosion show, though, unfortunately, but hopefully he'll be on thereafter. We'll see. That's just a random side note there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, whatever happened to, like, Joe Webb needs to be playing some way or the other. Well, I guess you can't play him at wide receiver, which he originally was drafted at, believe it or not. Um, I think they I, I don't know. I, it's like, I guess they can't. Um, a lot of that nonsense, a lot of those trick plays don't seem to work very well either, unfortunately. Though, at this point, Joe Webb should be playing, I think. I think they should just start him next week against the Bears. We'd probably win. That's the funny part. We probably would, because there would be an energy surge, i got to think. Um, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> on that deep pass by Ponder, that was ridiculously underthrown. And, of course, the play of the play of the play of plays, that is. Yeah, that, uh... Malcolm brought up, and everybody's bringing it up, uh, obviously. I mean, who wouldn't bring it up? Where he underthrew Michael Jenkins in the end zone, and of course it was, yeah, intercepted. It was one of those, just uh, the backbreaker of them all. Uh, you know, it it made people want to kill him. <laughs> I think the, half the team wanted to kill him in plays like that. The underthrowing plays that just, they, they buried us. And of course, yeah, I mean, Adrian just looked like he wanted to cry or what. I, I don't know. But not not the kind of cry like like a baby cry like like I can't believe this type of cry. Um, it's just an absolute joke. It really was. So yeah, I mean, I would think yeah, I mean, see the plays like that is what I'm, the point I'm trying to make mercifully is plays like that derailed the morale of the team. Just absolutely derailed the morale of the entire squad. I gotta believe Joe Webb in there. I think could bring the morale up a little bit. Like we're gonna make some type of change for the time being. Not saying Barry Ponder forever, though maybe the ultimate correct decision might be to do that, but uh, maybe you don't have to cut him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think putting Joe Webb in would boost the morale of the team right now, and this team needs some morale boosting. <laughs> it does. Um, uh-huh. Brent Jacobs saying, saying, wow, Adrian, yeah, because he just exploded absolutely during the game. There you go. Um, Mark Carlson talking about episode 127. I'll mention that real quick. Saying, great show, Joey. Win or lose, I feel like I have watched the game with my friends. And that is always fun. Sebastian is right on the money with his call this week. Call in this week. Deserving the honored gold star. And I also learned from my son, Anthony Carlson. Yep, there you go. Antonio Vett (laughs) has become a fan. And yes, hello again, Anthony. It's about time. Keep up the good work, Joey. And I hope the Green Bay game will be a lot closer. 73, Mark, from Iowa. It was a lot closer, Mark. Oh, that's for sure, as you obviously know. We'll be hearing more from Mark, I'm sure, very shortly here. As we dance around like crazy. It's a pretty active day on Facebook, i got to say. Just a little bit. Yes, it was. We're going to... I thought I had it here. Um... Kind of almost feel like sliding over to Twitter briefly. Again, at Purple Mafia Show. We'll say that again. Anthony, that same guy, Antonio Fett, or of course Anthony Carlson saying, I thought the game versus Chicago was garbage too, but how well was Minnesota doing this time last year? I'll take this season. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> last year the Packers 
made the Viking. I mean, it was the kind of game you just turn the game off, like right away. But six minutes into the game last year in Green Bay, just turn it off. Seriously, unreviewable game. It was an unreviewable game, and I remember saying that on the show last year. I remember the name of the show. I still remember it. Light years from paradise, because it's exactly what we were. It just I made me cry because <laughs> it's like I want to win so freaking bad. And it's like, we're so far away, it's ridiculous. And that's what that game was like. Championship Banner, at Championship Ban. So, obviously, it's just one end. So, uh, responding to me saying, you know, Frazier just might not return next year. His record is too terrible. And Championship Banner saying, please let him take Christian with him. <laughs> and I'm saying, I'm in on that one. His response is, a new competent coach and Alex Smith. Alex Smith would make for a nice offseason. Ah, well, you know, it's just like Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, he's better than Christian Ponder, of course. He doesn't, like, bury you and get you killed. He certainly doesn't change your franchise overnight either. That's for sure. But I suppose if our defense is really good, like how San Francisco's is, you might have a chance to make some type of run. I personally do not like Alex Smith that much, but... I guess he would be an upgrade for from Ponder, I suppose. And then hope to God somebody someday miracles can happen. Somebody someday a miracle can emerge. A hero <laughs> can rise from the ashes and uh, bring this franchise to its first Super Bowl. You know, we need something like that to happen. A third string quarterback like a Brett Favre type, you know, just out of nowhere. We, that's about the only way it seems like it's going to happen because every time we bring in a quarterback in the first round, it seems like it's another guy that we want to rip our hair out by like year three or year two. Like the Tavares Jacksons, who was almost first round. We traded up to get him beyond anybody's understanding. Ponder, of course. Culpepper, of course. Uh, Tommy Kramer was talented, but an absolute knucklehead. Wade Wilson, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> the only great quarterback that's really ever truly been here for long term is Fran Tarkenton, and that was 40 years ago. And 50 years ago. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, at Dan Taylor, Dan Taylor at Dan Taylor 26, that's from Dan from the UK, of course, saying, well, I didn't see this coming when the Vikings started to actually play really well. We'll return to Twitter shortly as we will bounce around a bit because that's what we're no. That's what we're known to do. <laughs> yep, I made a comment earlier too, also saying, man, Pro Mafia is hurting this week. Tell your friends about the show, and if you haven't downloaded it yet, get on it. Because, yeah, episode number 127. Yeah, very dormant. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say it was a very dormant show for some reason, where the previous show was, it was a two shows ago, it was phenomenal numbers. That was the one where it was called Trouble at Quarterback, which, of course, we still have. <laughs> So, yeah, hopefully the numbers will be better for this one. i got to think they will be. After a Green Bay game, yeah. After a boring win over Detroit, believe it or not, that that actually makes sense, a boring win, <laughs> which it was. That's not many people cared about that too much, or last year's, last week's disgusting Chicago game, nobody seemed to care either. Um, and I make a statement and get to generate a bit, of, a bit of response here, where I'm saying Ponder is not Rex Grossman. He's worse. At least Rex's screw-ups still didn't prevent the Bears from going to the Super Bowl. Anthony from L.A. saying Ponder is probably the worst in the league. Man, I miss your call-ins, Anthony. Just uh, thought I'd make that statement. I do. I mean, he said something a while back, and he doesn't like the sound of his voice. Like, man, I like it. 
That's awesome on this show. So, reassuring you there, <laughs> Anthony. I'm not sure if you need reassurance, but because you're good. So, I thought I'd say that. Uh, Todd Todd Vandermeer, or Todd, we'll just say, <laughs> says he's terrible. Wide receivers, the, the uh, ponder that is, is terrible. While the wide receivers couldn't catch a cold. I mean, come on, not a single catch all game long. Yeah, it's just, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the receivers are so bad. And I actually miss, uh, actually misspoke for some stupid reason. Uh, or Sebastian's call when um, I mentioned that Ponder couldn't catch water falling out of a boat. Now he meant uh, Michael Jenkins, so I apologize about that, uh, Sebastian. <laughs> I, I do that sometimes, and it drives me nuts. Because I'll listen back just for, for quality purposes, of course. Drives me nuts when I do stuff like that. So yeah, continuing, uh, Malcolm saying... <laughs> Now we know why everyone was saying he was a stretch for a number 12 pick. Ooh! <laughs> yeah? And, yes, he was. He was, you know, it seems like a lot of those quarterbacks aren't doing that great. You know? <laughs> it does. It seems like only a few of the blue-chip quarterbacks are doing that great. You know, the blue-chip busts, we like to call them. Is Ponder another blue-chip bust? It's looking that way. Um, Blaine Gabbard, is he a blue-chip bust? Maybe. Uh, Sam Bradford of St. Louis, maybe. Well, he might be picking it up a little bit this year. Matthew Stafford, I thought was going to be a blue chip bust the way he was going. He finally broke out of it, so that's good for him. Like the Joey Harrington was a very big blue chip bust, number two overall pick for Detroit many years ago, or about eight nine years ago. Um, it seems like mostly the Matt Ryan's, Andrew Lux, and possibly we hope, <laughs> yeah, Vince Young was a blue chip bust, but yeah, we also hope for his sake. Uh, RG3, Robert Griffin, the third in Washington. I don't think he's a blue-chip bust. No. Freeman in Tampa Bay, it might be the best of the bunch, though. When it comes to the quote-unquote athletic quarterbacks, that guy is a stud. Oh, Ooh, Josh Freeman. Not only is he good, but he's clutch. I love him. I love Josh Freeman. I, I wish he was the quarterback of the Vikings. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. Uh, Todd jumping in again saying, feel bad for AP. And how can you not? Mark Carlson responding strongly there, saying, yeah, he ran and played his heart out. Damn straight, man. Mm-hmm, he did. Adrian played his heart out, man. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, let's see if there's any random posts here. Yes, there are a couple. Not too many this week. The random posts. Seemed like most of the threads were kind of, ah, wow, yeah. A nice thread again, posted by Brent Jacobson. Yes, yes. He says that uh, the Bleacher Report is a good list of guys the Vikings should target in the offseason. Denario Alexander of the Chargers, saying that Alexander seemingly came came from nowhere to take the NFL by storm the past two weeks. Over that stretch, he's got 12 passes for 230 yards and three touchdowns. The third-year re- third receiver, <laughs> that's a tongue twister, has shown good ball skills at 6'5 and 217 pounds. He could be a dangerous red zone threat. That would help. <laughs> you know, the Vikings could use any type of sleeper they can get right now. <laughs> Bren, Brian, Brand Hartline, Brian Hartline of the Miami Dolphins. Hartline is on pace for a career season. He has already 53 receptions for 790 yards and one touchdown. Really? Just one? 
Anyhow, I guess Miami quarterback situation isn't the spectacular thing just yet. Uh, of his 53 receptions, 22 have come on passes thrown between 11 and 40 yards. Minnesota needs help downfield. Harmon has the short game covered, and Kyle Rudolph has the intermediate. Yeah? Wow, there's a lot of guys here. Uh, well, there's just two more. I'll get to them real quick. I might as well. Ramses. I love that name. Ramses. Like King Ramses of Egypt. Pharaoh Ramses. Okay, anyhow. <laughs> Ramses barred in New York Giants. It's hard to make a major impact in Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix are number one and number two on the depth chart, but Barden did light up the Carolina Panthers for nine catches and 138 yards in week three when Nick was out. He's 6'6", 224 pounds. He could be a nice red zone target. And he's only 26 years old. Hmm. That one's a bit of a stretch there, I think, honestly. I mean, I've never even heard of him. Uh, I'm not trying to be mean there, of course. That's just Bleacher Report, I guess. Uh, Kevin Ogletree... <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys. Ogletree shocked the world with eight receptions for 114 yards and two touchdowns in week, week one. It's been downhill from there. Ah. <laughs> but Ogletree's on a roster with three other talented receivers. Miles Osden, Des Bryant, Jason Witten. If given a true number two receiver position, he could be in line to replicate his week one performance on a mere consistent basis. He has the size 6'1", 198, and will turn 26 in August. I think that's a stretch as well, but eh, I like him better than Barton. That's just me at this point. Um, yeah. I think easily it's Denario. Yeah. Super Denario. No, actually Brian Hartline maybe, but needs to get more touches. Uh, touchdowns, we'll say. That would be nice. Um, yeah, and he's more of a deep threat. It, it just seems like, I don't even know, what's a deep threat these days? It seems like a lot of these deep threats... They come here and don't do squat. And a lot of it is our offense. Is it the quarterback or is it the offensive scheme at times? Uh, the offensive scheme doesn't seem to even even create for long passes. Uh, I'm beginning to wonder what the hell's going on, obviously. Well, of course, beginning to wonder. That sounds kind of silly from coming from me as the host of the show. But it's kind of ridiculous how we not, we're not seemingly getting any type of type of uh, return, excuse me, I can't talk. We're not getting any type of, of long game whatsoever from the offensive scheme, so will a true receiver that can actually catch the gosh darn ball this time help? I hope so. I hope so. Man, I am, I believe I'm getting some, uh, a text on here from Dylan Richardson. Might be sending me the call-in here from Anthony. He is checking right now, apparently. <laughs> okay, so maybe after the break we'll get to Anthony's up. <laughs> so we apologize for this. It's just one of those things, right? Got to start recording and get, get on with it. It's just one of those things. <laughs> apologize for that, everybody. So, uh-huh. Let's just try to m move forward here. Excuse me. Uh, Mark Carlton saying AP can get into the game and Ponder is going to cost us the game. Bad choices at quarterback. All that effort wasted. You are correct, Mark Carlson. You are correct. Uh, sorry for the pause there, guys. And for a second, a second ago, I was just <laughs> responding to him, just saying send it. <laughs> so apologize for that little on-air deal there. Mark Carlson saying AP is the killer of the game. 
I was saying how, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like the key right here. Here it is. You know, because Mason Crosby sucks. <laughs> the kicker of the Green Bay Packers, about a 50% guy. Yeah, of course, he started making him later on in the game. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's so unbelievable to think of how we pretty much got... How we pretty much got a situation here with a quarterback that kills you and a kicker that kills you on two different teams. Of course, the, the crappy kicker finally started making his kicks when they mattered. Christian Ponder started making picks when it mattered. You know, throwing picks when it mattered. So, it's just the story of the Vikings, I guess. Even though Mason Crosby's terrible, he got it. He made the kicks later on when he needed to, and that was about it. And yet here we are just rotting away, trying our best to... <laughs> trying our best to win games, and we can't seem to get it done because we're just always in the short end, it seems like, of the whole of the whole clutchness. It's just, it's unbelievable. Mark Carlson saying, oh, I'm wrong. Ponder is the killer. Sebastian is so right. And who is calling these passing plays? Terrible. Mark Carlson saying, missed field goal. Oh, no, because, yeah, Blair Walsh missed a field goal. Malcolm jumping in saying, I would hand AP the ball every down. Whenever CP drops back, Christian Ponder, that is, I expect something bad to happen. Damn right, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. Mark Carlson saying Malcolm is right. I hope Harvin is ready for next week. Yes, sir. It's just it's tough. It is some tough stuff. Malcolm saying again, I will pull. I would pull CP out of the game after that interception. Retarded. The last thing you want to do in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's unbelievable. <sighs> it really is. So tough. Absolutely killed the team. He took any it took any momentum we had building up, you know, and threw it in the trash. It really did. Brent saying uh, Brent Jacobson that is saying with that field goal by the Packers and uh, and Christian mother bleeping ponder. Woo! <laughs> to quote Wayne Larvey, there is your dagger, or should I say it like Wayne Larvey? And there is your dagger. It's like screw you, Green Bay. Yeah, but there was your dagger. Yes. Malcolm again saying it doesn't seem like any, like many people like Joe Webb, but I swear he gives us a better chance to win on Sundays. Right now he does, Malcolm. Yeah, right now, Mal- uh, Malcolm, right now uh, Joe Webb gives us a better chance to win on Sundays. Christian Ponder doesn't give anybody a chance to win on Sundays. Uh, the guy sucks, Christian Ponder. <laughs> okay, can I, okay, I shouldn't say that. That's just too boring. That's just too, like, yeah, knee-jerk, slow, slow way, or unobjective way of saying it. Christian Ponder, he doesn't look like a winner out there. He just doesn't. You know, he drops back to pass, and then he starts running like somebody, like he's getting chased by a tiger or by a, a God knows what, or, or like he's on fire, basically. He's running like he's like his feet are on fire, and... Throws it at, at the best case scenario. Pretty much, it seems like when he's running, is he throws it away because otherwise he's going to throw an interception or just like a helpless pass to somebody. Oh goody, a one yard gain, Lottie bleeping da. What's the difference? You know, almost might as well just throw it away, <laughs> risking getting an interception or something stupid, forcing a play. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's ridiculous. Does Potter still have a chance to be a good quarterback in this league? I'm going to give you my 
<laughs> I'm going to sum up how I feel about that in three words. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't want to say absolutely not right out of the gate or just yet because maybe you sit him down and somehow he wakes up because Aaron Rodgers waited a long time behind Brett Favre. I think that was a good thing. It helped. Ponder got thrown into there right away. But I don't know. A lot of good, a lot of young quarterbacks went out there right away and did better. Andrew Luck, RG3, Cam Newton, blah, blah, blah. They all did better. Ponder, thus far, outside of a few sporadic games here and there, like the 49er game and like the Green Bay game last year at home, which would have been kind of similar to a 49er game had we won the dang thing, outside of games like that, Ponder really hasn't been good at all. He really hasn't. Now, he didn't throw interceptions earlier, early in the year, but he didn't throw touchdowns either. There is no explosiveness to Christian Ponder's game, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely none. Woohoo, once in a while he might run for a first down. Okay, how about making those... How, where are the 20-yard sideline passes that are right on the money? Where are they? Non-existent. <laughs> Non-existent. Where's the deep pass up the middle? Non-existent. Where's the end zone corner touchdown pass? Non-existent. Nope. And yeah, it helps to get a more of a red zone threat with tall guys. But we have a flipping red zone threat in Kyle Rudolph who's got eight touchdowns! Eight touchdowns! And Potter still is getting his... Still is borderline worthless out there. Most of the time. Most of the time. Eight touchdowns! My goodness, how many touchdowns would Kyle Rudolph have if... Just throwing name out there. Brett Favre was, was the quarterback. What if this was 0-9 and Kyle Rudolph was the was the tight end? How many touchdowns would Kyle Rudolph have then? Jeez, scary. Maybe 15. Shoot. <laughs> or, but also at the same time, it's a comfort zone. Kyle Rudolph and Ponder. It seems like he just he can't seem to develop any type of chemistry with anybody else. Sure as hell not with Jerome Simpson. Devin Aroma should do a cease to exist. Blah blah blah. It just goes on and on and on. It's just unstinking believable. Sliding back to the Twitter account, I let's just say I tweeted something I shouldn't have. Yeah, I tweeted something. Screw you, Ponder. You just threw Adrian's 48-yard bolt in the toilet. Get out of here. <laughs> That's basically what I said. Uh, I was retweeted by Jake Severson and others. Justin in Rochester, that being Justin Day, says, and Greenway gets schooled again. Yep, that was on a key third down play. It was terrible. Then Taylor's saying Brett Favre would have made that throw. Ponder is not Brett Favre. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. I love Dan Taylor, man. <laughs> oh, man. Should I do it? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the gold star to Dan Taylor. Oh, I loved it. I love it, Dan. That was awesome. That was funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a good one. And yeah, it just and I know it's it's like it's simple, but it's just. It's put together so nice. It's just classic. I can just hear him saying, it. "Just yeah, he's not, Ponder's not Brett Favre. <laughs> then continuing saying, this of course on the Twitter account, saying he had a good chance of getting in if he ran for it as well. His decision making is all over the place. And that's where we're talking about Christian Ponder there. Um, yeah. He had a chance. I mean, it's just, he's just, 
punter just kind of forces plays at times and then he'll underthrow a guy? What is he doing? It made no sense because who forces a pass to Michael Jenkins? Nobody. Yeah, that's my thing. Who does, Who forces a pass to Michael Jenkins? That's my million dollar question. Um, Michael Jenkins? You know, I'm surprised he's even, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be here next year, I gotta think. There's no reason for me to believe Michael Jenkins will be here. Yeah, it's nice to have a veteran and everything, but you gotta have a veteran that can play. The guy can't play. Michael Jenkins can't play, man. Uh, Devin Aroma should do. This is probably his last year as well, and I like him, but they they don't, I guess. I guess they don't. Um, whatever. Then, again, continuing, saying, for all the improvements on defense this year, third down defense is awful. Yeah? That's another gold star-like uh, comment there. It's it's true. Now, I could have given the gold star to Dave Hickey. I could always give it to Mark Carlson, too. I mean, everything Mark Carlson says is spectacular. In fact, Mark Carlson has a, two gold stars and two silver stars, so he's got a very big trophy case, Mark. <laughs> Mr. Carlson has a huge trophy case already for being a fairly new listener to the show. Dan Taylor's trophy case is pretty big as well, Whew. if we're keeping track. Um <laughs> Uh-huh. That, yeah, I mean, the defense, it seems like our third down defense almost never is clutch. Now, early in the year, it was pretty good. It was a lot of, but it seemed like a lot of it was like heavy hitting, but it was good heavy hitting. And yes, we're going to get the other call in after the break. Of course, that'll be before the, uh, before the, the preview, we'll say. Yeah, before the Chicago preview, or excuse me, after the Chicago preview, we'll do the call in, yes. After the Chicago preview, will open with the call-in. So just mentioning that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that, but I mean, the call, I just did not receive it yet. Had to get started recording. So that's why things went as they did. Um, Dan continuing saying, and that'll do it. I don't know what to do about this team anymore. Yeah. Completion to Simpson. <laughs> that's... Uh, that sound you hear is the four, Norse, four horsemen of the apocalypse. Like, it's a miracle. I can't believe it. Taylor sums it up in horrible loss. We had a great chance for a win and threw it away. Well, Ponder threw it to Green Bay. Yep, see, there you go. There you go, perfect. Just like the other statement. Yep, that's, yep, gold star material. Jake Severson, always got good stuff to say. He says, I'll say it again. Bring in someone who can evaluate a franchise quarterback and someone who can develop that talent. Uh, yeah. You know, man, that's a good, yeah, doggone it. <laughs> that's why I favorited that one on there. That is, uh, Vikings need that so badly. I mean, we can't find legit quarterbacks. We just can't. Why can't we do it? <laughs> why can't we? You know, and it's like, oh, woe is us. No, it's not woe is us. It's the question that I'm I'm raising right now. I'm questioning Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings this this right now. Host of the Pro Mafia show, Paladino Joey, Joey Awajan, Mr. Wilf, Mr. Spielman, and Dennis Green, all these other guys way before. <laughs> and Severson saying it perfectly there. Why can't we find somebody? Why can't we find a franchise quarterback who can develop? You know, Why can't we bring in a coach and, of course, a general manager that can find that guy. Find the right guy and then the quarterback that can develop him properly. Is it just impossible or what the hell? And I know other teams in the league are saying the same thing. Of course they are. Detroit said it for a thousand years. <laughs> they did. Uh, the Chicago Bears 
have said it for a thousand years until Jay Cutler came along. And even he's a, well, he's obviously a knucklehead and all over the place. Everybody knows that already. And we'll just continue here. Of course, St. Louis Rams probably said that, excuse me, L.A. Rams said that forever too. Um, L.A. Rams at the time. Jay continuing saying, and these free agents we bring in, a lot of them (laughs) have been busts. Jeff Schwartz has been the best we got this year. Yeah. Simpson and Carlson. I guess I forgot. <laughs> Felton, too. He was a great find. But, God, I'm so frustrated with so much with so much from this team. Yeah, Simpson and Carlson. What the flip Saunders, man? Really? Deep threat, Jerome Simpson. He actually caught a few passes yesterday. We'll get more into the stats later, believe it or not. But John Carlson, what the hell? And people like him. Yeah, he makes some good blocks and stuff. But that's not what he was brought in here to do originally, was he? Was he brought in here to just be a blocker? I mean, that's nice. We appreciate it. But wasn't he supposed to be some type of a threat on the offensive side of the ball? Like actually catching it, doing something with it besides blocking? How about catching it on plays and blocking it on plays? How about both? There's a lot of good players in this league that can do both. Apparently, nobody on the Vikings is capable of doing both. You're either the best running back in the league or the worst blocker. (laughs) Or the best blocker. You know, it's just the way it is, isn't it? Well, but yeah, Felton was a good one. Yeah, I I agree. Uh Uh-huh. Jake again saying all those defensive backs he brought in don't even make the the team. Yeah, like Chris Carr and such. Bowman, Zachary Bowman. Who's who's Zach Bowman again? Never heard of him, right? You know, basically, he says, sorry, I had to vent a bit. (laughs) Don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. I'm with you all the way. I uh, continuing a bit here still. Yep, always having some good... It seems like every week I have a nice convo with uh, Jake saying uh, the D is not far away, but Allen and K. Will are aging. Need some defensive line, a linebacker to help, help out our, um, our um, defense. I have no confidence. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a mess. Uh, continuing a couple more here saying all... We can hope for his AP to break a 82-yard run or else three and out. We get dominated in time of possession every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our D would be so much better if they could get some rest. GD Green Bay <laughs> was more beatable, was more than beatable. Ponder's got to go. Uh-huh. Isn't it like that, though? It seems like the only way we can get the offense going is if Adrian Peterson breaks loose. And luckily, he has broken loose, but... I mean, it's almost like we have to Ricky Williams, Adrian Peterson, as in give him the ball way the heck too much, which the Dolphins did, you know, back in the day when he was their main guy. Um, They gave him the ball way the bleep too much, and it wore him down. And it's almost like we have to. And this is a guy that came back from an ACL. Now he's got 1,500 yards almost. Jeez, just absolutely weird. Freak of nature beyond anything I have ever seen in this league. Um... But it seems like every time Ponder's out there, it's like, yeah, it's going to be a three and out. Or maybe it'll somehow slide into a first down and get another three and out later. I have no confidence in Christian Ponder. Zip. Um, yeah, we need a ride receiver and linebacker, defensive line. We need a lot still. And like Paul Allen of KFAN says, you can't fix it all at once. I agree. I agree you can't, but boy, I wish we could. There's the thing where Anthony uh, Carlson's saying, I want to call in. What's the number again? So I'm guessing that's what the call is. We'll see. I don't know who it is yet, which is funny. We'll be in for a surprise. We'll find out after the break, won't we? (laughs) 
not quite there yet. There's one bit here to go with the Facebook page, and that is the video by Paul Charchian. Or not by him, but, uh, you know, a video of Paul Charchian on a four-minute rant. Um, I didn't set it up to play it. I kind of almost should have, but, yeah, the audio's kind of stinky because the person that did the YouTube video, they were recording the TV with their camera. That's kind of stinky. It wasn't like a direct feed, so whatever. Basically, I'll sum it up in, in four minutes. Paul Charchian, of course, KFAN, LeagueSafe.com, NFL expert, Fantasy Football Weekly, the, one of the ultimate uh, football guys on KFAN. In fact, I think he is. I think he knows more about football than anybody that, that didn't play in the league. You know, you got Mike Morris and Pete Burstich, which are spectacular. Um, I don't like the power trip in the morning at all, but I think Mike Morris's football knowledge is phenomenal. Just leave that alone. Um, but Charchian, obviously, is a absolute expert, I think, especially in fantasy football. Ah, boy, I'm talking too much about random stuff. But in four minutes, he summed up saying how pissed off he is and that we need a change in coaching staff. They're too pig-headed to take Christian Ponder out, basically, to see the same to see what everybody else is seeing here, that Ponder's making the same mistakes week in, week out, that he's absolutely destroying the team. He's killing us. They have to get rid of Ponder and the coaching staff. Clean him out of there. That's basically what he said in four minutes, and it was awesome. I recommend you check it out. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Pearl Mafia Show. You'll see, the, you'll see the YouTube, the link to the YouTube. Jerry Hicks saying, I second everything Paul said. Ridiculous. Webb was not put into the game in the fourth quarter. I agree. Anthony Batista, Anthony from L.A. saying, we need a new quarterback, period, next year, because Webb is not the answer either. Yes. That's even better. Webb is not the answer either. Yeah, I agree. No, Jerry Hicks, awesome, though. I mean, right now, Webb is the solution, I think, for this year. For the time being, I think putting Webb in at least in the fourth quarter, <laughs> yeah, in the fourth quarter yesterday would have helped. Um, no guarantee, but probably would have helped. Oh, well, calm down now. <laughs> I like what you guys are saying, though, all of you. Malcolm jumping in saying, I agree with Paul and you guys. Thanks for the video, Joey. I don't see much of that in California. Yeah. Justin Day saying you're welcome, Malcolm. <laughs> I say you're welcome as well. Mark Carlson saying that was very worth watching. And thanks for sharing. I agree 100%. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, how can you not? You know, I love what Paul Charchin had to say. It's nice to see a guy with some, nice to see a guy with some guts there to come out and just say it on live television. Not afraid to say, you know what? This is this is bullcrap. Absolute bullcrap. Time to make some change of coaching staff. It was gutty. It was. And, well, worth it. Thank you again, Paul Charchian. Again, recommend you check that out. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show or at Purple Mafia Show on the Twitter account. Like and or follow those pages. So that concludes the fan interaction for the time being until we get to the call-in. <laughs> uh, we'll just look at, this, look at some of the stats here along the way. Might as well, right? Again, a 210-yard effort from Adrian Peterson on only 21 rushes. Holy crap, Batman! Absolutely awesome. Uh, Sebastian, earlier in the Facebook page, was mentioning that uh, he likes he likes my old shows because they have the, uh, the sound effects. And, well, I did about four sound effects on the last show, didn't I, Sebastian? So... 
Yeah, I mean, uh, no, and I like that he listened to the old shows, though, as well. I do appreciate that. Those were fun to do. For some reason, I couldn't find where Sebastian said that, though, so I apologize for that. But at this point, yeah, I did not do that on purpose, either. I love hearing from Sebastian. I actually missed, missed him a bit this week, so shout out to you again, Mr. Sebastian. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 10, yeah, 10, 10 yards a carry for Adrian Peterson. He was that good. That bleeping good. Of course, the 82-yard scamper to Paydirt and that 48-yard scamper that took us into the red zone. And, of course, we know what happened with Christian Ponder. Yeah, it was the worst. It really was. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, just unbelievable. It killed us. I don't know why I can't find it. Hmm. It's not in there. No, I don't know what happened to that. I don't know. Hmm. Just trying to find where Sebastian said that, so I just distracted a bit there for a second. I don't know what happened to it. I'm kind of disappointed. I wonder if he deleted it, because I sure didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow, we'll move on. Maybe it was from the previous week. <sighs> Christian Ponder. Yuck. He completed 48% of his passes. Of course, two interceptions in the game, both absolute back-breaking mistakes. Mason Crosby missed at least two kicks in the game, and of course, our guy missed a kick yesterday. Just missed it. It wasn't blocked this time. He just flat missed it. So officially his third miss of the year, if you count in the block. How about Jerome Simpson? What an awesome day. He made two catches, finally late when it was basically garbage. Oh, not basically. It was pretty much garbage time. Vikings trying to make a slight drive there. A couple of completions by, by oh, Christian Ponder, which is like front page news especially completing him to Jerome Simpson, which uh, Dan Taylor was <laughs> kind enough to mention on the Twitter account. But how many times has Jerome Simpson targeted before that? Five. How many catches? Zero. Need I say more? Nope. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, though, yeah, I mean, the game was still very much in reach. Adrian Peterson had absolutely beaten his guy. I mean, it's like we have to, th- the only deep threat we have, I guess, now we're throwing deep to Adrian Peterson? How crazy is that? It was like we're throwing deep to Adrian like a Randy Moss type play, and he had his guy beat like Randy Moss, and and Christian Ponder underthrew him by like eight to ten yards. It was freaking horrible. No, eight to or eight to ten feet, whatever. I don't even know. It was freaking horrible. Absolute joke. Michael Jensen targeted three times in the game, did not make a catch. Wow. <laughs> Devin Aromachudu was only targeted once the whole game. How depressing is that? Really depressing. Yeah. Uh, James Starks and Alex Green ran all over the Vikings, averaging about over four and a half yards a carry. That's going to pretty much give you a first down without any problems. I mean, you're going to get a lot of first downs when your backs are doing that on a consistent basis. They carried the ball almost 30 times when you combine the two together and ran for about 120 yards. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers throwing to Randall Cobb. You know how many times he was targeted? Six. How many times did he catch it? Six. Kind of Percy Harvin-like there, huh? In in a way. A lot of people like to compare him to that, but I mean, it's just the whole point is he caught the ball. He caught the ball. Why can't the Vikings do that? Why can't Michael Jenkins catch? Why can't Jerome freaking Simpson catch? Wouldn't that be nice? It's just, it's terrible. Greg Jennings dropped a lot of passes or missed a lot of plays yesterday. But again, he's not exactly the most elite guy you've ever seen. 
Uh, Viking special teams did have a very strong game. Yes, they did. It was uh, very solid indeed. Harrison Smith actually was pretty good in the game, though. Made an awesome tackle. I forget if it was... I think it was Starks. He made an awesome tackle. That, uh, I believe forced the Packers to punt at one point. It was a... He really stood up the running back in a big way. Made a nice hit. Took him down very early. Maybe like a one-yard gain at best. It was nice. Um, Jared Allen managed to get a sack and a half in the game, believe it or not. Despite the fact that apparently he has a pretty serious shoulder injury right now. That's unfortunate. So that was pretty much the extent of the sacks in the game. There were two total. One and a half for Jared and a half for Kevin Williams. So there you go. That's the extent of things there. Harrison Smith also getting the interception by Aaron Rodgers. Deep pass. And Harrison Smith caught it. It was kind of like in the middle of the... Yeah, it was in the center field, you could call it. Caught it at about the 20-yard line. So basically, it was like a punt. (laughs) Yeah, Vikings recovered the ball at the 20 or so with no return. But, hey, man, good stuff. Remember the whole thing early in the year when there was just... We were filled with pass deflections all over the place. Just pass deflect by this guy. He got three in the game. He got two. This guy got... Well, Vikings deflected two passes today. So it just shows you the difference. I know it's Aaron Rodgers versus, you know, Matt Hasselbeck and such, but still, no, there's almost no pass deflections anymore for the secondary. It's kind of like gone by the wayside. Uh, but Harrison Smith did get one of those, and I think Harrison Smith on the defensive side of the ball was just about the player of the game, I would say. A.J. Jefferson got a lot of tackles in the game, but he was beat a lot. He did deflect a pass. That's good. But Jefferson, yeah, he, you know, the guy had to catch the ball for, that's the one thing you got to think about sometimes. He, the guy, the guy he was guarding had to catch the ball in order to be able to get a tackle. So A.J. Jefferson targeted quite a bit in the game, or picked on, we could say, a lot in the game by Aaron Rodgers, and beaten in the game by Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it, it happened a lot. Um, James Jones beat A.J. Jefferson a few times during the game, unfortunately. One of the key ones, obviously, that that touchdown, 32-yard touchdown by Aaron Rodgers. It's just the way it goes, I guess. One of them was nullified, thank God, because of a hold. (laughs) I love that. And then a missed kick by Crosby. That was pretty funny. That's just how the cookie crumbles there for Green Bay. Mm Mm-hmm. So outside of that, statistically, whatever, you know, the Vikings, it's not, the the stats mean basically nothing in this game. It was more or less Vikings played well, but made horrible mistakes when it mattered most. Unfortunately, certain guys got beat, but I think the defense played very, very well. For a game in Green Bay, the Vikings defense was pretty damn good. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The The stat that you need to look at when it comes to that, how many points did Green Bay score? 23. That is putting the Vikings in position. It gives them a legit chance to win the game. A legit chance if the offense doesn't totally suck. (laughs) Unfortunately, it did, outside of Adrian Peterson. If there aren't horrible mistakes by Christian Ponder in the red zone. There were multiple mistakes in the red zone by Christian Ponder, or at least far in the drive. The second interception was pretty similar that way. We were in Green Bay Packer territory at minimum in field goal range. Interception. That's right, interception. Isn't it good stuff? Don't you love it? 
Oh, I love it so much. That was Morgan Burnett. He got both of them. He all even deflected three passes, so he pretty much had Ponder's number the entire game. Everson Griffin looked good, by the way. I'll just mention that. He looks... He looked very good. I think he's developing into a pretty nice defensive end in this league. Obviously not a linebacker. The Vikings tried that way back in the spring. Didn't or summer. Did not work out, unfortunately, for him. But maybe it is fortunate in the long run. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. We are first going to get to the call. We'll find out who it is. I'm guessing it's Anthony Carlson. And then off we go to the... Uh, Chicago Bears preview. We'll be right back right after this. win this game. Skull Vikings honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, sock them, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V-I-K-I-N-G-S. Skull Vikings, let's go. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor Hey, this is uh, Anthony in Pennsylvania. Um, listen, we we obviously got a lot to improve on uh, offense and defense, but this season it's a bigger, huge turnaround from from last season. Look at where we were this time last year. We were like we won two, maybe seven, and now look at we're we're six and six. We still got a little bit of of hope glimmering in the postseason uh, for us to make it to the wild card spot. <clears throat> Don't think that's going to happen. But you know, look at look at it as a season as a whole. It's a it's a big improvement. Now, in terms of what we can do to get better, I think we we definitely got to put a little bit more pressure on on our off, uh, quarterbacks. But um, look look at Aaron Rodgers. We 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 didn't get to Aaron Rodgers this week as much as we should have. Um, Aaron Rodgers is great at being in the pocket, getting comfortable, making those big plays downfield. Now, all we had to have done to make this game a little bit better is uh. Maybe get a couple of hits on Aaron Rodgers, get him out of that comfort zone, force him to make a pass on the run. That that would probably would have made things a lot different. Now, in terms of the offensive side of the ball, we have no no big deep threat receivers. You know, Jerome Simpson 
kind of overpaid in my opinion, but um, something's better than nothing. We can't always rely on Adrian Peterson to make those big plays for us. We have got to figure something out. Now, um, what else? we got to get Percy Harvin back. Got to get Percy Harvin back. Can't always sit on the bench. We don't pay millions of dollars to sit him on the bench. That's that's definitely not good. Um, I think that's it. That's all I'm going to say. My name is Anthony Carlson. Follow me on Twitter, at Antonio Fed. Hey, Dad, what's up? Living the dream in Iowa. I'm here at PA. Living the dream. Watching the Vikings game. Purple Pride. Go Vikings Nation. See you next week. That was an awesome call in, Anthony. Thank you very much. Anthony Carlson, the son of Mark Carlson. Hey, man, it's nice to nice to hear you on the air there. That was a wonderful introduction. Very well thought out call in. Very strong. Very, <laughs> hey, that was very well spoken. Well done. Well done indeed. I agree with all virtually everything you said there. Um, the Percy Harvin part was a little bit funny how you're like, you, know, you can't be on the bench, can't be on the bench. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course not. But, I mean, you know, I mean, I can understand also at the same time, like a guy, like how hurt is he? I mean, how much time is he going to miss? It's just like, must be the worst angle injury ever. I mean, what the heck happened to the guy? I, I never thought he was going to be out this long. I thought maybe, maybe he'd miss one week. But it's, he's missed like three or four already. It's just been really frustrating. Indeed. Uh, love the, the thought, though, about how, hey, you know, we need the pass rush. Yeah, I mean, virtually non-existent most of this year uh, against Green Bay. Yeah, especially against Green Bay. But, I mean, o- overall, it's been non-existent um, this season. A few spurts here and there. We've had a few... Decent, we've had a, like, pass rush has been very sporadic most of the year, though, unfortunately, along the way here. Uh, hot and cold, mostly, but mostly cold, I would say. The pass rush, it, it, because look what it does to Christian Ponder. I mean, you get any type of pass rush on Christian Ponder, he's virtually useless. And um, if the Vikings would get some type of pass rush out there against opposing quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Jay Cutler, next week, and, and others along the way, it would make a huge difference. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why we've lost most of the games we've lost this year. Guys like um, Freeman and others. It's just a Josh Freeman, that is. Along the way, the lack of pass rush has gotten us beat. Along the way, uh, RG3, we couldn't really get to him at all. <sighs> this just goes on and on and on though, along the course of the year. We couldn't get to Jay Cutler for Jack Squat last week. It was a joke. Um, Vikings are going to have to do that going into this coming week as we slide into the preview here very soon. Uh, Jerome Simpson, absolute bust, I think, Anthony. It's an absolute wash, complete waste of space. I think Jerome Simpson's a joke. There's just no doubt about it, in my opinion. Um, And I think a lot of ways our defense has been carried by the likes of Harrison Smith and Antoine Winfield. And Harrison Smith has even been a bit sporadic here and there. Antoine Winfield's been pretty much phenomenal most of the year. The linebackers are pretty much not that great. Greenway's okay, but he's inconsistent and he's not as good as advertised. Um, Guys like Aaron Henderson are not that good. Jasper Brinkley's in and out. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. I just, uh, yeah, obviously Christian Ponder, I think, has gotten us killed. He's absolutely gotten us killed. The thought of putting Joe Webb in, not a bad idea. And I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Webb did see action against the Chicago Bears this coming week. 
Though unfortunately, according to Leslie Fraser, who is the guy that matters right now, Christian Ponder will be starting next week. No question about it. Oh goody, right? <laughs> Isn't that just terrific? No, not really. Um, but here's a statement also we could say, how you're saying how Adrian Peterson absolutely carrying us. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Adrian Peterson and the likes of Percy Harvin, who is like a kind of a receiving Adrian Peterson in a lot of ways. Um, in terms of his value, MVP type thing. I think Adrian Peterson has a legit chance to get 2,000 yards this year. Oh my god! Yep, I'm crazy, aren't I? Yeah, he. I think Adrian Peterson has a legit shot at 2,000 yards this year. Unbelievable, huh? Yeah, I mean, he because he's got about 1,466, something around there. And it leaves you about 540 to go. It's possible. I mean, it's not likely necessarily, but I think it's legit. I think the possibility does exist. Uh, Marshawn Lynch ran for some decent numbers against the Chicago Bears. Russell Wilson ran for a lot against the Bears as well. Uh, they ran for almost, they ran for over 150 yards. Uh, Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson combined just dominated against the Bears. Russell Wilson throwing for almost 300 yards. Jay Cutler threw for about 230. Both of them well over 100 quarterback rating. Pretty much a shootout there between the Bears and the Seattle Sea Chickens. Um, other NFC North roundup, of course, the Vikings played the Packers, and yeah, we know that already. Bears in Seattle, we'll get to that briefly. Uh, Indianapolis Colts and and Detroit Lions, a 35-33 shootout at the Old Corral. Okay, no, not really the Old Corral, but wherever it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> this game was in Detroit. Detroit losing 35-33. The Indianapolis Colts, ladies and gentlemen, are 8-4. and four. Yeah, buddy! Mm, yeah, like the sound bites there, uh, Sebastian? <laughs> I mean, those are sound bites, aren't they? Do they count? Sound effects? Yeah, I mean, hopefully you like them. Um, absolutely insane. Absolutely nuts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Indianapolis Colts are 8-4. and four. Man, were, were they really 1-15 last year? Wow. Or was it 2-14, and 14, I guess, but whatever. You know, it doesn't really matter, right? They had the worst record in the league. They're, they're a legit playoff team. Um, yeah, Andrew Luck throwing for about 400 yards. Matthew Stafford throwing for over 300. Just amazing game. Four touchdowns for... Luck, but three interceptions thrown in. Stafford, a two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Kelvin Johnson receiving for 171 yards, targeted 20 times, 13 catches, off the chart statistics, and unbelievable numbers for Kelvin Johnson in the loss for the Detroit Lions, who are now 4-8 and eight and are absolutely done. And Jim Schwartz's job could be in question. In fact, probably is. Wouldn't surprise me. Brandon Marshall of the Bears yesterday targeted 14 times, caught 10 catches, 165 yards, did not get a touchdown in the loss for the Bears. But really the only receiver for the Bears the whole game. I mean, it's like Cutler to Marshall, Cutler to Marshall, Cutler to Marshall. You don't really hear about anybody else. Yeah, you really don't. Matt Forte is the only other guy that really caught anything in the game, to be honest. Three catches, 30 yards. Did have a decent game on the ground. Not great, though. Only 33.1 a carry on 66 yards total. 21 rushes. Michael Bush, much more effective. Almost 6 yards a carry. 39 yards in only 7 rushes. Not bad. Not bad at all. I like Michael Bush, man. And Matt Forte, obviously, still a 
pretty much a franchise quarterback. Um, it's funny, though. You look at these numbers <laughs> by Russell Wilson and such, and it's like, oh, man, Christian Ponder's going to pass all day on these Bears. We're going to dominate. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. I mean, how many times did I think Christian Ponder was going to pass all day on somebody like the Colts, like the Lions, like the Redskins, like the Bucks, like the... I'm just going to go on forever, aren't I? And it's never going to happen! <laughs> Christian Ponder is never... <laughs> every opportunity he gets to throw for a ton of yards against a bad pass defense, he looks like he's going against the Steel Curtain, the Baltimore Ravens, the 85 Bears, God knows what. He's going against the best secondary in the NFL... When everybody else that plays against them passes for 400 yards and 8 touchdowns. Okay, yeah, exaggeration, but you get the idea. And Christian Bonner goes out there. He's running around like he's got, like he's like trapped behind a flame wall or something from Count Dracula. Yeah, okay, I'm going really crazy. <laughs> In Castlevania 3, but that's what it's like. That's what Christian Bonner looks like when he's going against a team with a supposedly horrible uh, pass defense. He looks like he's getting the crap beat out of him every single time, running around like there's just nowhere to throw, and and, and yeah, and it's like a 13 to seven game or something in the fourth quarter when it's supposed to be a shootout. That's just how it is every single time. So guess what? Christian Ponder's not going to do anything that's going to make me excited. But but, ladies and gentlemen, with all that said, with all that said, you got to remember what I said earlier about how I think Adrian Peterson has a legit shot at. At 2,000 yards this year, he needs a he needs a little over. Um, unfortunately, he needs over 500 to go. But hey, you know there's still a few games left this year. What are we six and six? That's 12 games. Leaves us at four. So he needs to get a little under. I mean, a little over 100 per game on average. Which uh, I think Adrian Peterson's gonna have a big game on Sunday. I do. <laughs> Adrian Peterson generally plays well against the Bears. Like not always, but it is the classic Viking home game against the Bears. Now, last year, we didn't get it done. (laughs) But this year, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, this is, but I mean, this is the classic, uh, this is the Viking way, though. You know, we're not doing so great, but there's always that home game against a decent division team, and then we get that huge emotional victory, which always seems to, it happens very frequently against Detroit and Chicago. Not always Green Bay. (laughs) for whatever reason, right? But the Chicago Bears coming into the Metrodome uh, oftentimes is a victory. And um, it's the Viking way, folks. It just is, as far as I'm concerned. This is going to be the classic tease, the Kool-Aid drinking or optimistic, uber-optimistic Minnesota Viking fans type of week. That's what this is going to be. This is the tease week, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to make the optimistic Viking fan optimistic. <laughs> it's going to make them excited. Hey, we still got a shot at making the playoffs. We beat Green Bay next week and maybe even, God knows, we're going to see what happens against the Texans. Here we come! But, yeah, we know it's going to really going to happen after that. But, this is going to be a game where the Minnesota Vikings come out with some energy and win the game. Yeah, the Vikings are going to win the game. <laughs> and that's not because I'm an optimist at all. Do you think I'm optimistic about this football team this season? No. We're going to be 8-8, eight and eight, man. You know, we're not going to the playoffs. But, but, we're going to win this game. Because, what did I say that 10 times already in this brief conversation here? It's the Viking way. This is the tease game, folks. Vikings win against the Chicago Bears. 
in an emotional, fun game where the crowd's going to be into it the whole time. Uh, it's going to be classic Vikings-Bears, 80s, 90s style. Uh, you know, look, just the whole feel. We probably wouldn't be surprised if we throw on the retro uniforms. That's why I say 80s, 90s style. It's just classic Minnesota-Chicago. Like in the back in the 80s when these teams are duking it out for the division in the 90s when we were at times, and in the 2000s as well. 2008, duking it out for the division. The Vikings went on and won it that year. It was a lot of fun. It was. It, it's a year-by-year thing with Vikings in Chicago, and I think we're going to win this one. We never win in Soldier Field, but we frequently win in Mall of America slash the Metrodome. Mall of America Field slash Metrodome. Minnesota wins against the Bears. And I think Adrian Peterson is going to have a huge reason for that. So now watch him run for 26 yards and 1.1 a carry. But, you know, that's not going to happen. Adrian's going to have a huge game. Uh, Christian Ponder is going to have a slightly respectable game. Because I, I think he's going to have the kind of game he had against Detroit where it was okay. It was good enough to win. Um, but if I think this is the week, though. If Christian Ponder goes out there and starts to lay an egg... Joe Webb will be on the field and will play on Sundays this the rest of the year. I think this is the week where the Vikings finally grow, uh, say enough is enough. They finally start talking like Paul Charchian <laughs> and say Christian Ponder needs to sit down. They need to stop being pig-headed about Christian Ponder and sit him down, at least for a little while. Maybe the rest of the season, which I think would be a genius move. Or a common sense move, but still genius enough, right? If I just need to sit down Christian Ponder if he stays against the Bears. But don't be surprised if this is the tease game of the year and the Vikings pull out a victory. 24-17, to Minnesota defeats the Bears in the Metrodome in a emotional but not pretty game. Emotional but not pretty. 24-17, Minnesota defeats the Chicago Bears. And the Metrodome, the Bears drop to 8-5, and five, but still make the playoffs. And ladies and gentlemen, the Bears go on a playoff run. <laughs> yeah, because they're Jekyll and Hyde. And I think Jack, I think Dr. Jekyll will be, in, uh, will be in play when it comes to the postseason. But I think Mr. Hyde shows up in the Metrodome on Sunday. I think the Bears have struggle a little bit. Cutler maybe throws an interception in the game. And just maybe there'll be a little bit of a pass rush, a sporadic pass rush in this game. This will be one of those rare games where there is somewhat of a pass rush, I think, finally. You're going to see the Jared Allens of the world. You're going to see Brian Robison jumping up and down after a sack. You're going to see something. You're going to see Everson Griffin maybe get one as well. But you're also going to see Adrian Peterson blow up. And you're going to see the emotional return. This is just a prediction, but this is but it's like that's, that's how it works, right? You're going to see the emotional return of none other than Percy Harvin. Number 12 returns to the field. He makes Ponder look a little better than he is for, for, for one week, and Minnesota wins. We'll say it for a third time, or fourth time, or whatever, 24-17 in the Metrodome, in a back-and-forth, uh, fun black-and-blue division, pass rush, run the ball, uh, occasional pass for a first down type of game. Minnesota in a entertaining game, Make the Viking fans excited, and then we go from there. We go from there. Will there be a momentum after that? <laughs> Vikings don't seem to believe in momentum, man. I mean, they did for a little while after that, that San Francisco win. It was fun, but ever since they lost to Washington, it's pretty much been downhill from there. 
But this will be a at least a one-week pick-me-up against the Bears, in my humble opinion. So watch this lose 31-0 and Leslie Frazier get fired. No, that that is what will happen. If if the Vikings lose 31-0 in the Dome, Frazier's fired. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen, though. Nah, it'll be that classic deal. As I've said too many times, I've rehashed it enough. You get the idea... So again, thank you guys for listening. Don't uh, go to the face or yeah, please do go to the Facebook page. I was trying to say, don't forget about it. <laughs> I don't think you can though, because I talk about it a lot. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, and then at Purple Mafia Show for the Twitter like and or follow those pages. The phone line two zero nine seven three six seven eight seven seven two zero nine seven three six seven eight seven seven. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Imagine which show you're calling in for, which is Purple Mafia. Thank you again. Leave your name in town if you could. It just makes it better letting us know who you are, especially if you're a first-time caller. It just might be important. Quick shout-out to Bryce in Lake City. I really liked your calls early in the year, and uh, it'd be nice to hear from you again. So I hope you're still listening. Uh, don't forget to check out Timberwolves Explosion, those of you out there. Great show. Talk about, We talked about the NBA I will be joined by Vince Germano from Australia this week. No Marcus the Forecaster. Um, but hopefully he'll be rejoining by episode 88 for that one. Yeah, you get the idea. Oh, check out thesportstuff.com. It is a wonderful website. Another show on there, the Crossover Podcast. They talk about the New York Knicks, New Jersey Nets. There's Without a Curse, Boston Red Sox. Um it's a, it's a good, there's blogs, the bean pot, lots of good stuff on there. Great website. We're hoping to add some more shows as well. Thanks again, Dylan Richardson, for making that website possible and bringing it to you, the listeners, as well. All the all of those out there, <laughs> don't forget to tell a friend about Purple Mafia. A friend or two or, or more <laughs> would be terrific. We need as many listeners as possible. Would be ter- Would be wonderful. If you want to see this show grow, please do so. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, especially if you like the show. Do get on there and rate this show. Help us out telling your friends, rating us on iTunes and all that good stuff. Maybe posting, sharing our show on Facebook or Twitter. Anything you can do, if if you have the time and the desire to do it, please do. It's it's so appreciated. It really is. So thanks again for those of you out there that have done it. The Mark Carlson's and such. I mean, thank you so much. And, of course, Anthony Carlson, welcome to the show. Love you. Thank you for calling in. Don't be afraid to call in again. That was awesome. Um, I do apologize that, you know, there was nothing unorganized about it. It was more or less, it was time to start the show. Didn't think I was going to hear from Dylan because he's at work. Then Dylan was able to message me during the show. So it was an on-air throw the call in (laughs) after the break. So, in a way, it was kind of fun to do it that way. Maybe spread the calls apart a little bit. Uh, I mean, uh, interesting, I guess. So, again, though, do apologize if that did seem a bit strange. Though, I guess it's one of those things that's going to happen once in a while. Not very often. Once in a blue moon, things will turn out that way. I believe it did happen one time where the call just, uh, for whatever reason... Yeah, it was a similar situation where I hadn't gotten the call yet, and then there it was, and then I recorded it, or excuse me, placed it after the break, and we went from there. It's good stuff. So again, thanks again. That'll put a wrap on episode number 128. Minnesota wins. We will be 7-6 and six going into episode number 129, and we'll go from there and talk about the Packers again <laughs> in the Dome. Yeah, that'll be better. 
That will be. Packers and Texans and all that good stuff. But until then, you guys have a nice week. It's going to start to get a little cooler out again, which I think is okay because it's December. Stop complaining out there if it gets a little cold, cooler out. 60 degrees isn't exactly natural around here. So it's just it was just a little spike today. But <laughs> back to reality we go and, and Christmas season, here we come. Yes, sir. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care.